The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. It's a story that occurred with a Jew whom I know. His name is Rabbi Pinchas Wollstone. Rabbi Pinchas Wollstone served for many years as a rabbi in Sydney, Australia. He was the rabbi of the Jewish House Crisis Center in Sydney. That was the name of the center. And one time, this is the early 1980s, so it's a few decades ago, he was on a trip from Australia to New York. And he was approached by somebody, somebody who found out that he was in New York and found out that he is the rabbi of the Jewish House Crisis Center in Sydney. And basically, the issue they presented him was as follows. A sad story. There was a Jewish couple, husband and a wife, living in Borough Park. And they came from a Hasidic family, a Hasidic family. And they were living in Borough Park in Brooklyn, the husband and the wife. And situations got very difficult between them. And the marriage was crumbling. And they started to see things very, very differently. And she decided she wants to leave and she wants to go away from Borough Park, her family, her community, her marriage. And she wanted her husband to give her a get so he can divorce her and she'll be free. For whatever reason, I don't know the details, for whatever reason, his husband did not want to give his wife a get. And one day he woke up and she's gone. He calls his parents, he calls her parents, Hayalda Einenu. This girl disappeared. Parents start searching for her, that something happened to her. They look everywhere. Her job, her home, where has she been, her friends. She's gone. She's nowhere. Long time later, they hear a rumor that she went to Australia. So they call Rabbi Pinchas Wallstone from Sydney, the crisis house in Sydney. Can he locate this girl in Australia? He explains to them, he says, listen, my dear friends, Australia is more or less the size of the United States of America. <laughs> to tell me to find, it's like, like somebody tells me, okay, there's a guy, Yankel, right, or a girl, Dvoida, somewhere in America. And Rabbi Jacobson, you live in America. No, can you tell me where she is? doesn't work that way. <laughs> go, go, go. I should tell you where somebody in America is. I can't even tell you where somebody is in Muncie. Somebody is in New York. Or somebody is in, <laughs> in New York City or New York State. You want me to tell you where they are in America? It's like finding a needle in a haystack. That's how Repinchas put it, a needle in a haystack. I said, how am I supposed to find this girl? She's in Australia. Australia is huge. You tell me there's a girl in Australia, not even a city. Forget a neighborhood, a street. I don't know how I'm supposed to help you. Like, where should I search in Australia for, for a Jewish girl? Where? Tell me. So this person who turned to her, who turned to Repinchas, asks him a question. He says, tell me, you came here to New York. Are you going to be visiting the Lubavitcher Rebbe? So he says, yeah. Maybe ask the Rebbe. Maybe he'll give advice. He says, okay, I'll do that. A little while later, Rabbi Wollstone went in for a private meeting, or he did this as Hasidim call it, an audience, with the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And he spoke about whatever he spoke about, and he mentioned then to the Rebbe the story. And they came to him, and they're looking for this girl, and he really doesn't know what to do. They say she's in Australia. So the Rebbe asks, when are you returning from America back to Australia? He says, Wednesday. I'm planning to leave on Wednesday. So the Rebbe says, next week sometime, take a trip to Brisbane, Australia. Now, it happens to be that I, Rabbi Y, I was, I was in Brisbane. 
Brisbane, Australia is like maybe an hour, an hour and a half flight from Sydney, Australia. It's far away in Australia. Tiny Jewish community there. And certainly in those years, in the early 80s. Today, there's a a Chabad Shliach in Brisbane. A friend of mine, his name is Rabbi Levi Jaffe. I had a schus of being in Brisbane, lecturing there, teaching there, for bringing in Brisbane. It was a very, very moving experience. Because in terms of Yiddishkeit, it's very, very, very far. And especially then, it was like a Midbar Shmama, desolate desert. So the Rebbe says, take a trip to Brisbane, Australia. So the Pinchas tells the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and what am I going to do in Brisbane? The Rebbe didn't answer. That was it. He went out of the room of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. He's thinking to himself. The Rebbe heard the story. He told me to take a trip to Brisbane. I don't know how that's going to help, but okay. He went back Wednesday, he went back to Australia, and the next week, he boarded a flight, and he went to Brisbane, Australia. He's on the flight, near him, sitting a lady. He said she was dressed very nicely. You could see she was a balabasta, hush of a lady. She was affluent, successful. You could see how she carried herself. And they were very polite. You know, you sit near somebody by an airplane. She's asking him some questions. Where are you from? Where are you from? She told them that she is an active member in the Greek Orthodox Church. She's a Christian. He's a rabbi. So during the journey, she asked him a lot of questions about Jewish philosophy, Jewish theology, which we call Ashkofa. Questions on Chumash, questions on the Tanakh. She shares with him also that she and her family own a very big chain of stores that sell dresses throughout Australia. Very successful chain of stores. And she's now flying to Brisbane. Okay, it was just a very, he said, a very polite conversation. She asked some questions. He gave some answers. Each one sitting in their seat. Fifteen minutes before they land in Brisbane, Australia, she suddenly turns to him and she says, Rabbi, can I ask you another question? Sure. What is the Jewish law about a Jew who left his faith and went away from it and then wants to come back? Are they welcomed back? Or once they left, they're rejected forever? So, without skipping a heart's beat, the rabbi in Sydney, he says, our policy is, he's explaining this in English, of course, as far as you may roam, you can always come home, as they say. Shuva is never, never taken away from anybody. The Rambam says, I mean, somebody whose entire life he lived completely alienated from Yiddishkeit. Sincere return, we accept him. Our policy is somebody left. They come back, we welcome them with open arms. Okay. He turns to her and says, why do you ask? Why do you ask this question? The lady says, you remember I told you that I own, we own this whole chain of, of dress stores? We have a very successful store that sells dresses, part of the chain, in a city that's even further north than Brisbane. It's called Cairns. I think it's spelled C-A-I. R-N-S. I think it's pronounced like Cairns, Australia, or something like that. We have a store there. And there's a Jewish girl who works there. 
she works well. She's successful. She works in our, in our chain over there in Cairns. But I know that she comes from a very Jewish background. But she completely doesn't live that way. She's completely estranged from her background. When I ask her if she's happy, she tells me she's happy. But I know the truth. She's not happy. There was something eating up on her. There was a deep void in her. And I think she'll be much, much happier if she can get reunited with her people and with her community and with her family. Because this is really not good for her. Even though she tells me she's happy. But I know that it's a cover-up. She wishes she was happy. She's not. She's very miserable. But I know that she completely left the Jewish faith. So that's why I'm asking you if if you guys take her back. Rabbi Pinchas Wollstone tells the story. And he says, suddenly all these light bulbs go off in my brain. I'm like, they came to me from Borough Park. They asked me to find a girl in Australia. I go to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. I tell him the story. He tells me to take a trip to Brisbane. I tell this, this lady, not Jewish, Greek Orthodox, asks me a question about leaving Jewish Amun and coming back. Now tells me about a girl that works. Could it be that this is the girl? You know, this is going through his brain fast. And he turns to this lady and he says, you know why I'm going to Brisbane? She says, no. He says, let me tell you the story. And he tells this Christian business affluent woman the whole story, including that the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneis, who he says is one of the greatest rabbis of this generation, sent me to go to Brisbane. I asked him why. He didn't answer. After I told him about this girl, and now I meet you and you tell me this whole story. So he says, now see, she was a believing person. She was our mom and got her muna. Now she starts trembling. She's like, what? This is, this is very, very strange. She says, what are the chances that the girl working in my, in my store is the girl that you're searching for? He says, I don't know. Australia is a big country. <laughs> and there's, there's probably Jews all over the place. Maybe 50-50. She says, you know what? Let me facilitate this. I'm going to get this done, okay? I'm going to get you a ticket to go to Cairns. I'm going to get you a hotel room. I'll pay for the hotel room. I'll arrange the meeting between you and this girl and see what you can do. Rabbi Woolstone says, I thank her. I said, it's unnecessary for you to pay. It's fine. I don't need you to pay the expenses. But she arranged everything. He flew to Cairns. She gave him the address where to go to meet the girl. He went to the store. She wasn't there at the moment because they work in shifts and it wasn't her shift. But he waited. She comes into the store and imagine she sees a chsidashayid, Jew, a hat, payas, a yamalke, a beard, tzitzis. It's not what she expected to find in this female dress store in Australia, in Karen's Australia. It's not what she expected. She looked so startled, overwhelmed, shocked. What is going on in this place? And he goes over to her and he introduces himself. He says, hi, Pinchas Wollstone. No, he's told the story. He said, the moment I saw her, I knew right away it's her. <laughs> I saw Chassidish Maidel from Borough Park. She says, I saw a Hasidic girl from Borough Park. I knew immediately it's her. She wasn't dressed like a Chassidish Maidel from Borough Park. She didn't look the part. She certainly was not in that environment. 
but I saw on her face, I just saw that this is the girl, and I knew immediately without getting a name that this is the girl they're searching for. I just knew it. I go over to her, I say, my main name is Pinchas Woolstone. I'm the rabbi of the Jewish House Crisis Center in Sydney, Australia. I tell her the whole story. I come here. I went to the Rebbe. He told me to go to Brisbane. I met your boss. She looked at me and she says, now is work. It's not a time to talk. I can't talk. Obviously, he saw she's not happy. She's agitated. He says, no problem. Let's meet after work, wherever you want. We'll go meet. She begrudgingly agreed. She didn't want, but he came all the way. She agreed. They went to meet after work, wherever it was. They went to meet. She says, what do you want? He says, I want to help you. <laughs> if you need anything, if... He says, listen. She says, listen to me. All I want is a get. You get me a get. I want to be divorced from this man I was married to. Get me a get. If you're going to get me a get, I'll talk to you. If not, leave right now. I ask her. The Pinchas says, I ask her. What do you need a get for? You're not religious. You're not living a Jewish lifestyle. You're not bound by the laws of Torah in your own perception at the moment. You're completely estranged. You're not even living among Jews. What exactly do you need a get for? I'm just wondering. He wants to understand where she's coming from. She says, I need to move on from my previous life. I need to cut off my previous life and I have to move on. I need a get. I need a civil divorce. If you can help me with that, we'll talk. He said, okay, I'm going to help you. They start talking. Start talking. They connect. She's sharing. He's sharing. He's a Vadamayid. A Vadamayid. I know him. He's a warm Jew. He gets in touch with the family. He says, listen, I located her. I can help her. We can help her. But I need it. I need it. We need to get this get. I mean, she's not going back to this marriage. This get has to happen. They managed to get a get from the husband. She agreed to come back to the United States of America. They got divorced. She got a get. And the Pinchas helped her settle in a place. She wanted to go to college to get a degree, to learn something. She went to a far remote city in America where there was a college to start learning for her degree. In that city, there was a Chabad Shliach who would make Shabbosim in the university. I think once a month. He started to make Shabbos meals and she started to come. She got closer. She started to celebrate Shabbos. She got close to him, to his wife, to the kids, to the family. Pinchas told me after a few years, she came back to Yiddishkeit, started again to get involved in Torah and mitzvahs. He says, today she's married. She's living a Jewish, observant, Hasidic life. She has six kids living in the United States of America. I heard this story, left such a powerful impression on me. On so many levels. But I think one tremendous lesson for each and every one of us is to be able to understand what a Jew is and who you are. Sometimes you could look in the mirror and doubt yourself. Sometimes you question yourself. You think you're disconnected, I'm not inspired, I'm not interested. You have to always remember what Rabbi Shimon Bar teaches, Yisrael, Whereas the Tanya says that an neshama of a Jew is a chilek eloika And because you're a piece of Hashem and you're one with Hashem, you are Hashem's ambassador in this world. It's like Hashem takes Kevayachal a piece from himself and he sends you down to this world as his ambassador, as his agent, as his shliach, as his representative, to light up the world. And each and every one of us is given one corner of the world where we bring in Hashem's light there. We become the ambassadors 
of Hashem's compassion, love, wisdom, and light in that corner of the world. And all of Torah and Mitzvahs represents that truth. It's basically living a life in which every single moment I become the agent of Hashem's compassion and wisdom and love in this situation in the world. That is how a person ought to look at themselves. And then you realize that even when we have confusions and uncertainties, and sometimes they were depressed and we're sad and we're angry and we have different issues going on, but nothing ever, ever, ever can eclipse or cover up your true essence, your true vocation, your true glory, your true core, and your true invincibility and power. This doesn't mean there's no struggles and challenges, but it means even when there is a struggle and a challenge, don't become defined by the struggle. You were sent by Hashem into that struggle in order to bring light into that place of darkness. And as far as you may roam, you can always come back home. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.